the Making Sense of Life podcast number 30. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton and Dr. Sunil Raja. Sunil, great to have you with us again and we are talking today about sleep. But first of all, I just want to say, we, we don't say this enough on the podcast, do we, Sunil, that we really appreciate all our listeners, don't we? And, and there's, there's so much content out there, there's so many different podcasts, thousands and thousands of podcasts. We actually just want to just take some time to say thank you for listening to the Making Sense of Life podcast, don't we? Yes, and thank you for raising that as well, Andrew. I think, as you said, there is such a wide choice of things people can be listening to. And so we really appreciate uh, those of those you listening in, whether you're driving or maybe you're in the gym, working out, or just maybe doing some chores around the house, uh, that we really do trust that uh, these next sort of 30 minutes or so can be a real benefit to you in your lives. And uh, thank you for, for entrusting us with your time and attention. Brilliant. Okay. So as I said, we're going to be talking today about sleep. But we're not going to send people to sleep, I hope, by, by this either, are we? we? We don't want to send people to, 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 to sleep listening to us. No, hopefully not. And if you are asleep, we will have to make some kind of strange loud noises or something so in order to, to wake people up. But anyway, uh, this is going to be quite an important podcast, I think, for people to listen to in terms of something that we don't really um, uh, delve into deeply enough. Yeah, and we, and we don't really give very much emphasis. I mean, I think... I think all of us have been in 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 that in that uh, sort of mindset, as it were, that sleep is one of those things that gets in the way of the rest of life. So let me just try to make it as short as possible, so that I can just get on with my life. But as we're going to discuss, sleep is much, much more and more important than that. Thirty six percent of our lives is we are asleep. So now, now tell me, tell me, that's quite a fact, isn't it? Well, yes. If you think about it, if if, if they say the average length of sleep should for humans should be around eight hours a night so eight over 24 is one third so that's about 33 percent so if you're going to live till you're a hundred then you're going to spend about over 30 years of your life asleep <laughs> assuming you live to 100 and you know if you live less than that then it'll obviously be less but as proportionally it'll still be about a third of your life I remember when I was a teenager growing up, the, um, probably the same story with many teenagers, that you you, you do tend to, you feel as though you're sleeping a lot longer, you know, lying until midday or sometimes the next morning and that sort of thing. So. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? They, I think the research does show that actually teenagers do need more sleep uh, than the rest of the population. And uh, there's been quite sort of um, quite a big push at some schools to encourage teenagers to go in later. Uh, later in the morning to give them that that, that bit of extra sleep because it's uh, I presume it your growth hormone is secreted 
um, in your brain when you're sleeping. And obviously teenagers are going through major, major biological changes and that's probably the reason why. Some good news there on the Making Sense of Life podcast for any teenager listeners we have that uh, it's okay sometimes to stay in bed a little bit longer. That's good news, isn't it? Um, so you, um, in your blog post, uh, the Do You Need More Sleep um, blog post on your website, drsinner.com, talk about um, a TED talk from Russell Foster. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you saw and gleaned from that? Yeah, so Russell Foster is a professor of circadian neuroscience. And just in case you're wondering, circadian mm-hmm. has to do with 24-hour hour rhythms um, at, at Oxford. And he's obviously spent a lot of his t- of life studying what is sleep and why it's important. Um, and I think it's, 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 a, it's a great TED Talk that you, could, you can watch um, on the website. It's entitled, as you said, Do You Need More Sleep? And he talks about what the research shows mm about sleep tell us a little bit about what the research shows then well as 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 we were saying that it is more than just something we've got to get by uh it's actually vital uh for human existence really we need it for for restoration that when we're asleep then a whole range of uh genes associated with restoration and metabolism pathways they get um switched on during during our sleep during our sleep times uh, as well as the fact that uh, sl- sleeping is is really important for what they call calorie conservation. Some people talk about sleep being necessary for calorie conservation because you don't actually move very much when you're sleeping. And I think on the TED talk he talk he says that uh, you need just um, you use the same amount of calories as if you ate a hot dog. Mm. Although that's still quite controversial because people say that calories from one set of foods is not the same as another set of foods so that and certainly when people who who don't sleep very much tend to put on a lot a lot more weight so there's something about um about body metabolism and the importance of that for, with sleep mm. and then for basically for brain processing and consolidation uh in other words sleep enhances learning and creativity ah so there's perhaps when we dream as well that can in- increase our creativity as well can it well, Absolutely. Well, that, that's that, that's a measure of that, particularly what they call REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. But I mean, all the studies tend to show that lack of sleep leads to uh, increased accidents, increase um, well, poorer performance, less creativity and more stress and tension at work. Just you, you mentioned there some of the negative sides of not having enough sleep, but. Can you just expand on that a little bit more? Some, perhaps you know there's some quite dangerous consequences. What are aren't there in terms of not having enough sleep? Oh, absolutely. I think they say uh, I think it's, it's at one fifth of accidents in in the UK are related to lack of sleep, um, and then and the lack of sleep is is also thought to be a, a role to play in a number of major disasters like Chernobyl, the uh, nuclear reactor mm. uh, accident that happened, as well as the space shuttle Challenger. Uh, disaster that happened um and then if you think as we said road accidents how many of those are implicated with mm. with with poor sleep and yet there's not the same level of awareness obviously we we know a lot about drunk driving and and why people shouldn't drive uh, under the influence and yet how many people are driving who've had in, inadequate sleep and how many accidents come arise from that mm. So yeah, that, I mean, as we see, we see on the roads, don't we, the the signs saying take a break and 
and tiredness can kill so uh, in yes, the uk in, in so. the uk especially but i think well, all over the world it, it, it's an important issue to, to, to bear in mind mm. how do we know if we are getting enough sleep uh what sort of the the signs that we can know if we're we're getting enough sleep? What, what's the optimum sleep for us you know that's, that's, a, that's a very good question i think and again as i talk about this it, it it's it's i'm sort of talking to myself as well because <laughs> And, and challenging myself really because I think all of us um, I think struggle at, in this area at one time or another because there's just so much to do and there's so many things that need to get done and it's so easy to get sucked into the busyness and start feeling that sleep is getting in the way of of, of the things I need to do with, in, uh, in, in my life um, but perhaps the most basic thing is that when you wake up in the morning do you take a long time to get up and do you just mm. feel incredibly tired when that alarm clock goes off? Mm. Um, and if you if the alarm clock, you actually need an alarm clock to wake you up. In other words, you're so deeply asleep that you need to be woken up. Now, that's probably a, a warning sign that you're not getting enough sleep. Or the fact that when in, in the morning you need a lot of stimulants. You need your, you need your cup of cups of coffee to mm. survive and get through through the day, because you, you're just not you're just not as it were functioning without without that uh, external stimulation from caffeine. It's, or, it's worth saying, of course, that, you know, that there can be an optimum amount of sleep that we should or could have, but there are extraneous circumstances for many people i mean i'm thinking of perhaps uh, new parents and that sort of thing yes and i'm glad you raised that because because we're all in different seasons of life and certainly when you have young children it's it's very common to go you know f for years without a full night's sleep because you have little ones who who are waking up and and that is a season of life but i think again it's really important. Actually, uh, you remind me one uh, important piece of advice that was given to us when uh, we were we, we, before we had our children by some good friends was uh, that when uh, the new baby is born, that the mother should sleep when the baby sleeps, regardless of what day or day or night it is, so that she can conserve her energies, and that, that's really important. Oh. Fascinating. Now. Um You've also written a blog post called The Importance of a Good Night's Sleep, which kind of ties into what we were talking about just then. Um, again, on drsunil.com, just search for... I just searched for sleep, and that's where I found it. It's very, very easy to find. Um, and, and it kicks off with a, a quote from, from Donald Trump, at the uh, current US president. Um, and he says, uh, If you want to be a billionaire, sleep as little as possible. If you want to be a billionaire, sleep as little as possible. No, that doesn't sound... I mean, Donald Trump is, is a controversial character and we're not going to get into the controversies about him at all on this, on, this, on this blog post. But that I have to disagree with him on, really. Um, well, I suppose if you want to be... I, I'm not a billionaire, so I can't... I don't know if that's the case. That's <laughs> no, I don't. So we, we could dispute it all, like, but if we're not billionaires... Just, probably, and, yeah. and he certainly... And he is, so he can talk from experience on that. But it is a... It is a it's a dangerous thing to say. I mean, also on, 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 on that blog post um, is the quote from Thomas Edison that sleep is a criminal waste of time, a heritage from our cave days. Now, mm. I think that's probably, as I said earlier on, that, that's, that's our default thinking, mm. that sleep is getting in the way of everything I need to do. Yeah. And this is what I want to drill into now. So now. I want to really talk about this kind of this, this myth that lack of sleep and, and working till 
all, all hours. It's yeah. the, the, the way to live the most productive and successful life in the world. And yet you will pay a price for that. If, if you want to, you know, there's again, famously Margaret Thatcher supposed to have lived on five hours of sleep. But we talked earlier on that sleep has important restorative functions. When you sleep, parts of your brain switch on that are involved with rest and recuperation and restoration mm. of not just your brain, but of your whole body. And by sleeping less, you're not giving time for your mind and body to rejuvenate. That's why with less sleep, you will be more stressed. You will be more likely to catastrophize and um, get even paranoid mm. uh, when things go wrong or be very easily angered um, by life and all purely because you have not had enough rest. I think also it, it can have a knock-on effect on, on your relationships, particularly, um, I, I know a lot of businessmen, well, I don't know them personally, but I've heard of businessmen who work, or businesswomen, business people, rather, yes, business people, <laughs> who, yeah. who work um, uh, all, all hours of, uh, of the day and, and the night, and it can affect their marriage as well, can't it? which obviously very, has very serious knock-on effects for for, 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 for for dependents, for children, for, for communities. And so. Yes, I mean, Lack of sleep leads to all sorts of, of of problems, not just for the individual, but for relationships, for for, for work performance, in all sorts of ways. Um, because simply, when you're tired, your 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 judgment is is impaired quite considerably, and, and you and all the research shows that, um, that, that 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 is the case. Have you ever had any personal experience of of of? <laughs> we're laughing because we, we, we before we started the recording we were talking about an example which you're going to perhaps share with us now Sinala, about uh, a time where you, you perhaps didn't My have enough sleep got me into trouble yes. yeah <laughs> well this was as a medical I mean, it's, it's, it's a trivial example but it was embarrassing at the time um, I, as, as a medical student I had to get to the general hospital in Southampton to uh, an early morning lecture it wasn't that early at all it was only 8am but uh, I remember cycling to get there and sitting in the front row for this lecture. And one of the things is if you're tired, you tend to have what, is, what are called micro sleep. So you're, mm. you, and we've all experienced it. You're, you're, you're sitting there and suddenly you're, you're, you're um, you start, you're, your head droops down and suddenly your eyes shut for a moment and you have a sudden jerk mm. and then you wake up again. And then you, so your eyes <laughs> go down and you have a sudden jerk and you, and, and you, and you're out for a few seconds. Mm. And obviously that can be very dangerous if you're driving. But but I was uh, in this in this lecture, sitting in the front row at not that early now, only 8 a.m., but I'd, I was tired. And um, the lecturer, who was not very far from me, noticed me nodding off. And she said, uh, she, she spoke to me directly and said, am I boring you? Now, what happened after that, I'm, I don't actually remember, but this is what I was told. At that point, my neighbour, who was a friend, who's a friend, who was a friend of mine, poked me with his ruler into my ribs. At which point, I suddenly jolted upright and said, "Yes, yes." So yes. she'd asked me, "Am I boring you?" <laughs> and I suddenly jolted up, saying, "Yes, yes." At which point, she was obviously quite embarrassed by my comment. Uh, I hadn't realised what I'd said uh, until after that lecture. So that was a slightly, you know, a slightly comical thing that happened from lack of sleep. Thankfully, it wasn't anything dangerous, but certainly comical. I'm sure I've got examples in my life, but nothing that comes to mind right at this moment. But yeah, I can, I can definitely resonate with that signal about that kind of uh, embarrassing situation where you, you, you don't get enough sleep and then and you have those micro-sleeps during public events or public yes. occasions. But also think about the world that we live in. And you think about um, 
again, we, we, we met, you mentioned Donald Trump, but you think about politicians and business people mm. and how many business meetings and how many, you know, um, meetings that politicians get involved with that go on to the early hours. I mean, at, in, in June 2016 mm. uh, in the UK, there was all that there was the, the, the referendum for, um, for, for whether Britain should leave the European Union. Mm. And uh, as we all know now that, that Brexit was the decision. To, and to leave. Yeah. To leave, to, for, for Britain to leave the European Union. Again, we're not going to get into, into, into the rights or wrongs of that. that that's, <laughs> that's, not for this, that's not for this podcast. You have to go somewhere else for that. Yeah. But the point I want to make is that those politicians were spending all, all day and almost all night campaigning and, and thinking about, all they, about what they were going to do and, and about trying to persuade voters and debating about the subject. And they had the, they had the, they had the vote and... The Prime Minister at the time, David Cameron, was up right through the night. And earlier on in, in, in the night, it seemed as if the, uh, stay, the, the stay vote had won. And, but, but by the early hours, I think three or four, it became quite clear that, it was, that Brexit was the, was the vote. That was going to happen. Yeah. And it was going to happen. And he chose at that point, I think, 4 or 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., after not sleeping, not just that night, but several nights before, mm. to resign. Now... Again, this is not here to discuss the rights or wrongs of that or whether he should or he shouldn't. Mm. That's, that's not to discuss. But the question I want to raise is how much are people in power and authority making decisions mm. with lack of sleep and who are extremely tired and exhausted from everything that they've been doing? And how much would they make different decisions if they were well rested and were able to look at things with... Um, a different perspective from, uh, from a perspective of rest rather than tiredness and exhaustion and how much different would our world be as well in a world that's so much full of 24 7 where we have news coming at us all the time and instant reactions to everything all the time and that speed getting faster and faster and, and you write in your blog post the importance of a good night's sleep. You write about uh, Bill Clinton, the former U.S. president, who was interviewed by a CNN uh, correspondent. And he was asked uh, uh, if you could give one piece of advice to the president-elect Obama, uh, uh, um, yes, Barack it's, it's, Obama, what, what would that be? And, yes. and, he, and he talks about how the advice would be to, to get rest, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a fascinating interview. So obviously this is going back a long time, just going back to 2008, and uh, President Clinton, well, previous president, that's right, actually, should say, at that time, yeah. Obama was elected the first black president of the United States. And Clinton was asked, as a previous president, what advice he would give to Obama. Mm. And what was surprising was, if he didn't give the answer you'd expect, because you might have expected Clinton to say something like, watch out for... Um, Corruption, corrupt, or corruption, or watch out for uh, do something about healthcare, mm. or or watch out for the rise of China, mm. or do something about terrorism, or look do something about in, you know focus on instability in the Middle East. He didn't talk about any of those <laughs> things, or the economy. It was none of those things. What he said was, "Is I would advise the new president to ensure that." He gets enough rest and to invest in his own vitality so that he can remain as energized, passionate and focused in his presidency as he was through his campaign. So what he was saying, basically, was make sure that you are well rested so that you can give your very best to this enormously important job is what he was saying. Uh, and again, Clinton, obviously, he had lots of foibles and and. and uh, mistakes in his presidency but one of the things he did say is that m m most of the mistakes i made in in my presidency was when i was too tired 
That's interesting, isn't it? Because I think what we can say is that some sometimes you can have great ideas or great thoughts or great plans that come to you through through in the middle of the night and you might not sleep that well and you can wake up and, and, and it's still good but but often it's about having that rhythm of sleeping well that rhythm of resting well that helps you to make long-term and more consistent good decisions is that right Sina? yes it's, it's not to say that you 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 necessarily make good decisions if you're well rested but it's more likely that you'll be able to take into account all the different dimensions it's, especially in a world that's so complex and that where things are so interrelated um that you're much more likely to make decisions that will take into account all the factors and are more likely to be the right decisions as you I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to do a little bit of stand-up comedy. That was right. one of my one of my hobbies, and uh, I remember thinking of jokes, gags, as they're called, um, late at night, and you know, one in the morning, or can't get to sleep because you think of a really funny gag, and then you write it down, and you're really excited about it, you know, and then you wake up in the morning and you look at it again, and it's just terrible. It's just terrible. And and that, that, there's something about that kind of the the. Uh, is it a case to know that we perhaps lose a little bit of our uh, sense, sense well, when we're when we're when we're well, kind of excited at night yeah. in terms of uh, lack of sleep and ideas and that sort of thing. Well, th- this is going into subject about, about creativity, um, and certainly creativity is enhanced when you feel relaxed and rested. When you're tense and stressed, which is more likely if you haven't had enough sleep, then your brain shuts down into fight, what's called fight and flight mode, whereby you 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 just are doing your best to survive. Um, and and so you're you're more likely to get, you know get good ideas you know we've all had that happen to us you know you're 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 having a shower or you're on holiday and suddenly an idea pops into your head about a problem at work mm. and you weren't even thinking about it mm. but your sub you know because you've got you have your conscious mind you have your subconscious mind mm. and your subconscious mind is incredibly powerful it's mm. it's, it's like the, it's a very complex. A computer, mm. more than more, more complex than any computer that, that's ever been invented, mm. and it is always thinking and processing, and that's what happens when you sleep, is that all the things you've been dealing with in the day, as it were, start getting processed by your subconscious mind. That's why you have weird dreams or weird ideas come. Now, some of them may be crazy, and some of them actually may be the, the, the solution that, that that you were looking for. It's interesting you say that, and I, and I we kind of I kind of took us a little bit off piece there in what I said about the creativity. But you mentioned a good point there about back on your blog post. Do you need more sleep? About the the kind of the uh, the, the, the tips for improving your sleep habits. You know, I think that's really important. What you said about how you um, you can actually uh, one of the tips is I think to um, compartmentalize your your sleep so you, you your, your bedroom is your place for sleeping and that's sort of exactly thing. yeah because so many people now have like a have an entertainment center in in their bedroom or um just a tv yeah. or a tv or yeah tv or, or or use the bedroom to to do work the problem with that is that subconsciously it 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 it, it makes that room also a place for activity as opposed for rest um and that's why it's it's as it were really important to to make that clear boundary that the bedroom is is for sleep as as well as it for the important for it for it to be as as dark as as possible as well so that you can get to sleep and and as they say slightly cool as well which is very important yeah okay so 
some really good advice, Janelle, we've got here. Some really good tips and some insights um, from you. Um, bringing it into a kind of a, a biblical perspective, um, which is what we, we we often do when we're on this podcast. We look at it from the perspective of the Bible. On your blog post, you talk about uh, a passage from Genesis in the Old Testament and how that's relevant to sleep and how that's relevant to the way we view sleep. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Genesis is the first book of the Old Testament. And what is fascinating is that in in chapter 1 um, the, of Genesis, it talks about how God created the heavens and the earth. And each day it talks about the each, day 1, day 2, day 3, right up to day 7. Now, what you might expect it to say is that it was morning the first day and then it was evening. Mm. But actually, it doesn't actually say that. It actually says, if you read it carefully, it says... There was evening and then there was morning. Oh, right. It says it I, didn't, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's, it's very, very subtle. Okay. And so what, in other words, what it's saying is the day starts with the evening and rest. So your, your, your day actually begins not when you wake up in the morning, which is what we all think, mm-hmm. but actually your day starts when you go to bed at night, when you're rested. Um, and so it's in a sense showing that our life is a response to what God has done. Because when I'm asleep, there's nothing I can do. I'm totally rested. You know, why do I stay up at night and worry? Mm. I stay up at night and worry because I think I know better how the world should run. And it's not going the way I want it to go. So I will keep... I want want control. I want control. So I'm worrying and worrying in a futile attempt to try and control what I can't control. But when I sleep then basically I'm giving control of the universe over to God <laughs> and the control of my body because he's causing, you know, he's helping it to rejuvenate and rest and, as it were, restore itself. I'm handing that over to God. So it's a beautiful picture of grace and of the gospel as well because what it's saying is that you're, you are helpless. You are, and so I live my life as a response to what God has done. When I wake up in the morning, I then as it were, go into the day from a position of rest, not from a position of frenetic activity. And I think it's interesting to, to also say that it's a, it's about acknowledging that God is, is is head of the universe in a sense, isn't it? So we're not giving control back to God because we never had the control to be no. of the universe. But we 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 come to that point where we acknowledge again. Well, yes, that's that's a great point because really, at the end of the day, what do I actually have control over? I don't, there's <laughs> very little I have control over, and there's actually nothing, you know. Even there's nothing I've, I've actually can achieve without the grace of God, because I would, you know, we, we might say, you know, he's a self-made man or a self-made woman. But really, is anybody self-made? I mean, did I choose to be born at this time of, in history? Did I choose anything? Did I choose my family? Why was I not born in 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 a slum in South Sudan? You've been there recently. Why was I not born over born there in, in the 15th century? No, I was born at. In, in a particular place, a particular time, through a c- certain set of circumstances that brought me to this time and place and to this context. And I had no say in that. It just, it was, it, it, so most of my life really is, is a gift from God. There might be less than 5% that I've actually contributed, but the vast majority of it is completely out of my control. And of course, as we know in, in Genesis, you know, God rested as well, didn't he, on, on, the, on, the, on the seventh day? Yes, and, and that is, that rest, if you like, is a sense of satisfaction 
and contentment. It says, he, it says, you know, God at the end of each section of creation, it says, and God saw that it was good, mm. and and it's that emphasis again and again, saying, I've done a good job. That 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 satisfaction with with, with the work that He's done, and that's available to us as well, if we can be under His sovereignty and under His rule as well. Now, just coming into land now, Sunil, and 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 just just want to just kind of raise the 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 point that there's going to be people listening to this that perhaps do really struggle with their sleep. Mm. There's going to be people here that have insomnia or other conditions, but they really do struggle with their their sleep. So, just just generally, what would you say to any listeners that really want to be a bit healthier in their sleep? A bit just to sum up a bit how they can be a bit healthier in their sleep, or or or, or, or advice for, for for getting over some of these these bigger problems. I mean, some of the problems might be involved going to your GP, of course, that's, you know, medical yeah. advice, but, but just some general points you can give us in our Yeah, trend. I think the f- it has to start with an awareness that sleep actually is important. Mm. Okay? I think rather than seeing it as something I've got to get, you know, I've just got to get through to get on with, my, with the rest of my life, actually sleep is a part of being human. Mm. Um, in the same way that eating and breathing and going to the loo, okay, mm. are all part of being human. Mm. So is sleep. And it's not something that, you, that can or should be rushed. Uh, so that's probably the first place to start. Uh, the second is, is to think about uh, what are my habits and routines? Mm. What am I doing uh, during, during the day that is getting in the way of that? I mean, am I getting enough sleep? You know, Eight, eight to nine hours is what is recommended, and yet sleep hours have reduced dr- dramatically. I mean, we can thank Thomas Edison for that because mm-hmm. of electricity. We we can have the lights on, and now because of the internet, we can thank the internet. Mm. We can be connected to to social media and the internet twenty four seven. But we are not created to function twenty four seven. So what are my habits and routines? That's, that's another question to ask myself. Another question to ask myself is, what am I consuming in terms of, um, of, of stimulants? Mm. Uh, coffees, teas, caffeine, um, cigarette smoking, alcohol. Mm. Uh, all of these things have a role to play. Uh, and, I mean, and, and going back again to the internet issue is that being exposed to, to computer screens before going to bed mm. is not a good idea that the research is showing more and more. Um, it's what's called a blue light that comes yeah. from computer screens mm. can actually be uh, detrimental to getting good sleep because, again, it's stimulating. Uh, it's, it's stimulating us. Yeah. Great. So there's some, there's some good sort of general points there that we can we can all kind of take on board to, to, to sleep better and to live better in a sense. Yeah. Yes, and I think that that's again which we keep on emphasising is that uh, lack of sleep has been shown to be related to so many uh, significant health problems um, for, uh, from obesity to um, to risks of infections and illnesses, uh, all because of a lack of sleep. Depression as well, and depression as well. And I mean that's sort of an interesting subject about mental illness because whether it's a chicken or egg thing, whether it's the lack of sleep that causes the mental illness or that it's the mental illness that leads to the lack of sleep. Uh, the two are interrelated in quite complex ways. But it's fair to say, I think, that improving your sleep will improve your mental health. Okay, so now just a closing word then for us, something to, 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 
a takeaway message from this podcast for us, Tina? Take sleep seriously. And sleep is part of being human. And enjoy your sleep. Sleep is a gift from God. If you've enjoyed today's conversation you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com and could you do us a favor head over to itunes to rate the program this is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most also do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to don't forget to check out the blog for more great content that's drsunil.com helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now.